30 years ago, Joanna, Doug, and I met at the University of Virginia's Darden Business School. Now, after years of experiences, we are visiting with our classmates to ask, if you could have a beer with your younger self right after graduating with your MBA, what were the key decision points in your career path? What advice would you provide? And what are the stories behind the lessons? 2005, Mike Burke left corporate America, purchased two Allstate agencies, and struck out on his own. By 2016, his agencies were underperforming, a bankruptcy loom. In an inspirational story of personal and business transformation, Mike walks us through how he turned his business into one of the top 1% of Allstate agencies nationwide by setting and beating seemingly unattainable goals, constantly selling yourself, your employees, and your business, and most importantly, believing all things are possible. Welcome, Mike Burke. Uh, thanks for being our first beta interview. So you beta. may, yeah. So we, yeah, we have we we the alpha was we interviewed each each other. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, we're, so we've gone through three of these already. Sort good. Of everybody's schedule and uh, or everybody's story and what they've what they've done in the past and. Um, we're kind of exploring exactly, you know, what kind of things we want to ask, and mm-hmm. um, and um, and we haven't we haven't come up with a name yet or or, mm. or a firm direction. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, it can't be worse than the podcast I listened to last night. Cannot, impossible. So uh, that's good. Oh. You just gotta he's challenging. He's challenging. Uh, you gotta us. look for the positive. Yeah, yeah he's he, he's setting the bar high. He's setting the bar high. <laughs> exactly. So uh, well, good. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, Mike, welcome, Mike Burke, class of 1994. Dark business. What's America? B bar Burke. <laughs> I heard that name. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, we're coming. It's going to be thirty years this fall, right? Ninety-two. Stop it. So, yeah. Cray, cray. So that's uh, super disappointing in for in some ways, and awesome in other ways, right? Well, you know, you look like you're holding up just beautifully, Mike. You've got a full head of uh, uh, of 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 wise gray hair. Gray hair. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is which is which is more than I. Good, you got hair there. You got hair. Yeah. <laughs> I look for the positive. You got hair. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we don't have as much. Maybe it's not the same color, but uh, yeah. wigs are going to become really popular in our generation. <laughs> for everybody. Oh man, yeah, that's for sure. Well, you know, one of the things uh, uh, we've talked about a couple of, of directions and, and questions you want to ask, but uh, the thing that I was really most interested uh, when I when I talked to Joanna and Doug about joining me in this was to try to capture some of the things that we have learned in these 30 years since uh, <laughs> since we started yeah. Darden. Um, uh, and the audience really being uh, ourselves 30 years ago or mm-hmm. the folks mm-hmm. graduating today. What, mm-hmm. what, what did you wish you knew 30 yeah. years ago or – 28 years ago when you graduated that you that you've learned and and yeah. tell us how you have painfully come to <laughs> that's a great I, listen i love this when tom told me about this i uh i loved it i was so impressed you guys are doing it mostly because i thought like yeah we should like do a book where we capture everybody's ideas this is of course way better than that but what did we really learn? And everybody's gone their own path, right? Everybody's got a new, their own story. And um, I, uh, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, I definitely got some really good advice at Darden. Could not hear it. Didn't hear it. Either I, either I couldn't hear it or I heard it. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't understand. Let me explain. <laughs> and so whoever we're talking to, you know, I would, uh, uh, I would encourage them definitely to 
listen and get advice. There's so many smart people in our class, uh, wildly successful, moderately successful. Hey, everybody's got a brilliant thing to bring. And it kind of depends on where are you when you hear it. And, you know, it, the really successful people were able to glean lessons from others. Some of us just learn them ourselves, right? And I certainly have learned <laughs> lessons myself. And uh, I did not learn that much from other people, which, eh, you know, I wish I had, but uh, I wouldn't be me. And I'm perfectly happy with me. So, you know, we got to we gotta do what we've got. Uh, I would tell you this. I got a little presentation I told uh, Tom. I do sp- uh, I speak around all state. I'm an all state agent and I've learned a lot. I got a, uh, it's kind of a great story for all stories. Basically, you know, all movies are basically like, oh, no, we have a problem of the hero has a problem. Oh, he's never going to make it. He makes it. Right. I mean, that's it. Right. It's all stories like, oh, I don't think he's going to oh, he made it. And we're always like, you know, it's the arc of the story. And I had that same story. Now, when you're in the middle of the story, you're like, yeah, I'm freaking not going to make it. Like, this is not good. I'm really super upset. But there are ways to get out of it. So I'll give you, um, uh, if you want, I can give you a quick kind of view of what I did and how I kind of, uh, you know, the lessons I learned. The real lessons I learned very simply are attitude is number one. You know, the old attitude is everything. Yeah, I totally believe mm, that now. That's good. That's good. Percent. And now, now here's why. And how do you create your attitude? And people are like, oh, Mike, you're so positive. <laughs> you know, nothing. Tom's like, yeah, I know that guy. Right. Um, but at whatever goes into your mind is in there. Right. And if it's, Oh, I'm a victim. Oh, nobody listens to me. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, I li- oh, you know, Obama's a Muslim. Trump's a Russian, right? What crap are you putting in your head? And it's all like it or not. And the question is, can you p- put all good on top of the crap that's in our head. And Zig Ziglar, I've listened to him. I've listened to many podcasts, many books, and he talks about a dump and there was a dump outside Dallas or something in, or Atlanta, I forgot where, but uh, and it was a city dump and it reeked and it stunk. And they finally, they're like, you know what? We're going to cover that thing up. We're going to build a, we're going to build a huge mall and development on it. And it did. It took a decade or more, but what they did was they just covered it up. And that's what we got to do with with the bad ideas and the bad stories we tell ourselves. You just got to cover them up. We got to cover them with, and um, that to me. What do you me, cover them with? Ah, it's a great question. I got a bunch of books and podcasts or anything I would recommend. Uh, I start every day with uh, gratitude. Like before I get out of bed, I always thank, you know, I thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay. Thank you, Lord. We got another one. Check. Uh, and then I literally write down 10 things that I'm happy for. And some of them are really dumb. Like, oh, I love cinnamon sugar. God, it's the greatest. <laughs> right? I mean, I love cinnamon sugar. Gosh, it's super, it, does, it can do, is there nothing it can't do? It makes donuts better. It makes cinnamon toast crunch. Ah. Cinnamon sugar. So every day, 10, you can start with 10. People are like, 10, that's ridiculous. But once you get in the habit, I can do 10 in two minutes. Oh, I don't have two minutes. You have a thousand waking minutes a day. A thousand. Do the math. I'll wait. So if you got a thousand waking minutes, how about two to be grateful? Not a big number. Not a big number. So, and once you start that gratitude, which I've been doing for several years, it just really changes the focus, right? And, you know, okay, so Doug's wearing a hat because, you know, he wants to wear, hey, that's a good looking hat, man. Good looking hat, you know, and you do have. Grateful for it. You're grateful, right? So um, attitude. And I listen to um, nothing but positive 
books and positive uh, podcasts. And uh, when I really did my first turnaround on myself and my business, I cut out all TV, all media, all websites, all news, all of it, completely. And I told my wife and she's like, well, I can listen to morning news. I'm like, I don't like it. And this, the perfect summation of that, we're getting our son, Alex, ready for school. You know, he's special needs. He doesn't walk or talk. We're getting him ready. You know, it's two of us, you know. And the top of the hour news was what? Murder, murder, mm-hmm. murder, mm-hmm. body set on fire. Oh. Top three stories. Like, you know, Mike, uh, to, <laughs> to, the point, to, the, to the point about uh, attitude, I just finished this um, book recently in the last few weeks about um, uh, survival. You know, mm. people that had been, uh, um, you know, lost in the wilderness or sailing misadventures mm. or um, or other things, you know, search and rescue type survival stuff. And the researcher, what he found was um, one of the biggest attributes of those that make it and those that don't is is attitude. Mm. And um, and and there's this there's this quote. I can't remember the author. um off the top of my head, but, um, the difference between an adventure and an ordeal is attitude. And, um, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, it's, it's the, it's, it's the way we, you know, perceive the, the stuff we're going through, whether Mm -hmm. it be, you know, a daily adventure or misadventure or, you know, a longer, you know, experience. But anyway, I, um, I, uh, I love that. Do you think that, you know, with regard to the attitude question, I'll just follow up with this. Do, how do you think your gratitude journaling in the morning um, affects that whole attitude, um, you know, point? Do you think it just kind of starts the day grounded and yeah. headed in the right direction? Yeah, absolutely, Doug. It's so true. And um, I think, what do we usually do? It all depends, right? Everybody does something different. But I used to turn on the morning radio, and uh, I when I speak, I tell people this: What's the number one purpose of media? There's only one purpose: to get information? our information. No, no, oh, to get our attention. Yeah. To attention. Yeah. No, we like. Oh, I get information from it. That's not what they're there for. They're there for attention. So, how do I get your attention? Well, we have hundred thousand years of proving what being afraid works, right? Being afraid carries the genes through. I always joke, you know, the guy who's like, uh, eh, could be a tiger. Probably not. Probably. Not. Yeah. That guy's not here. That Those genes <laughs> are gone because there was a tiger. And so all of the things we're programmed to do, be afraid. And that's really the next thing I learned very late in life. And, uh, you know, guys like Tom and Ian and other, uh, you know, friends I would watch, they were not afraid. They weren't afraid. Now, they, they had great plans and they had, a, they, I mean, they thought a lot, but they were never afraid. And I spent a lot of my time in life being afraid. And I would tell you, you know, uh, the Bible has in it 365 times, do not be afraid. And we got 100,000 years, 50,000, pick a number, I don't care, of being what? Being afraid. And actually, there's a phenomenal podcast I listen to uh, that talks about the, the whole Judeo-Christian stories about what? Don't worry. Don't worry. Which is fascinating because what in our society, is there anything to be afraid? There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, I always say, I say to my kids, never be afraid, always be aware. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great side of the coin, right? Don't be afraid. Oh, but you should be aware. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good. It doesn't mean you don't. And that's about self-awareness. Yeah. Right. It's building that mindset muscle. And I'm hearing that you've gone through that tremendous journey. Yeah. The thing is, it never ends. Right. Right. That is so true, Joanna. I I just um, really, really love that you've you've researched all aspects of it. And um and it sounds like you've built some incredible rituals or habits, yeah. right? 
yeah. that enable you to stay grounded. Yeah, certainly better than I productive, used to have. Right, yeah. productive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly know, better than um, I used to be. Yeah. What was the what was like one of your turning points or oh, I'm so glad you asked. Tom knows You're the story, welcome. but I'm gonna tell it to you anyway. And this is uh, listen, they're personal stories and they're work stories. And I'm gonna tell you the work story. Um, but I mean the work is personal too, right? And so I was a in the you know tech field. Tom foolishly hired me one time. It was great, and I was not really very good at it, but I wasn't terrible at it. I was okay, you know. And then I got out. I got into insurance, and specifically, I, you were you were doing sales, sales management, and marketing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With limited effectiveness, you know, like not the worst guy, but maybe not the best guy. And that's okay. But um, and then I got into insurance. My brother was insurance, specifically Allstate insurance. I'm like, oh, okay, Yeah. How hard could this be? Um, And so, you know, I followed this plan and I bought an agency and then I bought a second agency at kind of at the top of the market in 08 and I paid retail and I'm like, I'm a genius. I got it. Well, it turns out I wasn't a genius and I didn't have it. So what I did have was a ton of debt and all of a sudden a lot less money. So that goes along for a couple of years in about 2011, 2012. I'm like, oh, I'm really in trouble. And my brother helps me. And, and we, we kind of figure out like, okay, how do you get through it? And then I, so I got through it for a while, but I wasn't really winning. I was kind of a very average guy. You know, I hadn't won an award at Allstate for 10 years. And then in 2016, uh, I looked at my year-end results and I had lost well, it doesn't mean anything to you, but I lost, let's say, 15% of my business. This you said you lost, you mean that you're... you're it left, it left. Yeah. So it churns out, right? People yeah. shop their insurance. And so I had, let's call it, you know, 3,500 cars and uh, we insured 3,500 people. So if you've got three cars, then you're three of my 3,500 cars. Okay. And in 2016, I lost 500 cars. Hmm. Big number big number. And all of a sudden I realized, holy crap, I'm going to zero. Like I'm going to be done. I'm going to, I'm going bankrupt. And there's a great book called Unf Yourself uh, by a guy named Gary John Bishop, which I read after my turnaround. And what he talks about is personal change coming from being willing or being unwilling. Like I am willing to do what it takes to whatever. But in my case, I was unwilling to tell my big brother that I had bankrupted myself. Unwilling. I I don't care about that other stuff. I was unwilling. And that unwillingness created a huge change. Like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And I bought this $11,000 training program from a guy named Grant Cardone. He's a used car guy. He's fabulous. He's real estate now. And I'm like, okay, everybody's going to train with me every day. We're doing this. We're going to get good and we're going to set big goals. And the goal I set was we're going to, I'm going to win a trip. Now remember, I hadn't won a trip in 10 years. I'm going to win this trip, the top trip at Allstate. We're going to Ireland. Now you may say to yourself, Mike, why would you spend $100,000 in marketing to win an $8,000 trip? Because I never was very good at math, but I was unwilling to lose. And then I just set this goal. Now, here's a great ritual. When you set a goal that year, 2017, all I did every single day was write down Circle of Champions, Ireland. Circle Champions, Ireland. Circle Champions, uh, every morning I wrote it down. And to do that, I had to sell points, whether it was cars or homes or whatever it was. So I'm like, okay, I got this training package. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody, everybody, and they hated it. They hated it. They, but I said, okay, we're going to, every day at nine o'clock, I'm doing training every day. And they fought me for like two weeks. Three people quit. They're like, I'm out. They just quit. They're like, get this guy. Done. Because (laughs) I got fired up. Now, here's the thing. 
what I spent $11,000 on, I could have gotten now for $28. It's two books, great books, $11,000. Nobody watched them except me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's, it doesn't matter, right? In the long term, it didn't matter. But what happened was I was unwilling to do this. And these books are the 10X rule and sell or be sold. Great, great business books and personal books. Now, here's what the basic gist is. The 10X rule says you need to have goals that are 10 times bigger than you think, than your, your initial goal. And my initial goal for years was, oh, I like to win honor ring, which is like the lowest level at all state. And I never did. 10 years, never won. And then finally, I'm like, going to win the top award, going to Ireland, going to win. And my manager at all state was like, uh, yeah, dude, you haven't won anything. Like, <laughs> why not the little one? I'm like, not listening. We're going. And we started doing it, you know, and it became, we became super laser like focused and we needed points. Okay. It's internal all state gibberish, but it's points. And I had a gal and she was doing some writing, some auto insurance and some home insurance. And she was good, but she would, she's like, well, I make more on the home insurance. Like I make $25 on the auto, but I make 25 on the home, but the home is easier. So I'm like, got it. Now you get a hundred dollars on the car insurance and zero dollars on the home insurance. Solved it. hundred dollars. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I get a hundred dollars per car hundred dollars, which I get when I get my bonus at the end of the year, right? I mean, it's a very aggressive plan, but she's like, okay. Now this gal went from in February, she wrote eight Allstate automobile cars and then 17, then 24, then 34, then 38, then 42, then 48, then 54 cars. One girl, one month. Total complete change in everything. And it was all about what we're, we're going to 10x it. We're going to get there. There's no excuses. And that's really the second book, which is Seller Be Sold. And this was such a great book. I did not believe that I was worth the money, that Allstate was any good. And this guy, Grant Cardone, is like, if you don't believe it, your people will never believe it. Mm. <sighs> Mm. So true. Brutal. Hey, let, let me let me ask let me ask you this question, Mike. So, uh, you know, going back to you know your earlier story about how you know there were people in your life that you admired because they always seemed so fearless, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in their in their mm -hmm. in their approach to life. Um, and yet, in some way, if I, you know, if I, you know, when I hear you tell your story, it's almost like you used your fear of failure as a source of like strength for you. Like you were not willing to concede defeat and because yeah. there was some sort of there was something inside you that you did not want to admit to your brother that you had failed. It's so interesting, Doug. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like these awards were always there. These trips were always there. The rates were always the same. Other people would do it, but I always had an excuse. So let me explain it to you. Now you don't understand. Let me, I, I, I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work for me. Always arguing yes. against myself. Right. And then when I <laughs> bounced off the bottom, I, you know, uh, I was like, whoa, okay. And then, of course, then, since then, it's been nothing but winning. We, we were in the top 1% in the country. So did you get that? Did you get, did you get the, did you get the trip to yeah. Ireland? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah. When actually won, there's, uh, there's Scotland, Ireland, and then the next year was Germany and, um, uh, you know, Munich and Berlin. And we win all the trips. And we are the top, we're in the top 1% of the company. Why? This is same guy, same, right? It's just belief. Uh, uh, I don't think I can do it. You're right. 
<laughs> what I mean, that old adage, right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And I would always be, well, you don't understand. We're not very competitive, blah, blah, blah. And my people would say that too. And this is where this sell or be sold thing gets in. Tom knows my older brother, Chris, who's a fabulous guy, amazing, great brother, great business guy, not even that great an Allstate agent. I mean, he was super successful, but not necessarily as a sales guy, but just as an operator, really smart guy. And he's one of those people, which I admire, who can be slam ass totally wrong and then he'll be like, what? I'm wrong? Okay. Yeah, whatever. And it keeps going. No impact. I'm wrong. I'm still thinking like, you know, in 2008, I told that, like, what? But when you get into this sell or be sold, right, and being, believing in yourself, it was epic, right? Sell or be sold. Every transaction is sell or be sold. Like, honey, let's go out to dinner. I don't want to go out to dinner. Uh, uh, uh. Someone's getting sold. Someone's getting sold. Right? Let's get a dog. I don't want a dog. Right? Walk the dog. And now it's cold out. Right? So everything we do, and we're always doing what? We're always making trade-offs. Like, you know what? I was a jerk yesterday. I'm going to walk that dog. Right? Or whatever it is. But in the business sense, it became... You have to be unreasonably sold on the value of your product. And what I did is actually super funny. If I can share something, I think I can share this screen. Oh, no, never mind. doesn't matter. But what I did is I actually created an Excel spreadsheet. Like why, why we're better. <laughs> and it was with Allstate. And I created my own version, like why we're better. And then we practice it every day. And that became the mantra. Why are we better? Great question, my friend. I know why. I, I would ask the same thing if I were you. Well, here's what we got. Number one, we got the best and the most auto products. We have platinum protection. We'll give you your money back. You have unlimited accidents, which is good because you have young drivers. We have 16 A-rated carriers in Florida. We shop your home insurance everywhere. You have five-star Google review agency. We have an in-house claims manager. Listen, my friend, we've got you covered. And best of all, you get me. So, so Mike, you were able to 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 do this sales turnaround without changing your sales force, just by changing your own attitude it's and bad. forcing that attitude down on. on Sell or be sold, Mike. We're more. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> of course, we're more dummy. Jesus, what are you talking about? Call them back, and they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I said, yeah, did you offer the umbrella policy? Well, no, he doesn't have one. Uh, didn't ask him if he, I didn't ask if he had one. I said, did you offer it? Uh, no. Call them back. Call them back. Sell or be sold. So it was a fabulous book. 10X Rule, Sell or Be Sold. Those books made a massive difference in my business, which made a difference in me, right? And you and listen, we're all people and the stories we tell ourselves matter. Like I'm winning. I'm losing. What's the story? What, what uh, so you mentioned that you lost a couple of people, you know, as soon as you started down this, you know, this this new path. Yeah. Um, so you've you've you have, you know, turnover is natural in any business, but yeah. especially at, you know, at, at, at junctures like this. Today, given, you know, given how your current, you know, mindset is, how do you, how, how do you use that to hire new agents and, mm. and, and what do you look for in, 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 in your agents? Ooh, what a great question. Uh, I tell you what, we figured out a long time ago that attitude is all that matters. Now we're in insurance, mm. right? Now, someday the robots will take over and I'll be bankrupt again, but hopefully not yet. You know, hopefully I'll be out before that happens, but it's all about attitude. And if you've got a great attitude, we'll teach you insurance, man. Don't worry about that. But if you're like, well, I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I cannot fix attitudes. I barely fix my own. I can't fix somebody who's bringing me a, um, a, a very weak attitude. 
So that's really it. It's all about attitude. Have you have you figured out how to interview that or their interview questions and you know, there's some tools out there um, that help, but mostly we're just looking for how they answer a question. You know, are they happy? Uh, and I have a pet peeve, which uh, Tom probably has from the military. If you're late, you're gone. I won't even talk to you. I won't talk to you. You're out. Because you're, you control that, you know, and so that's a big one. Now, right now, uh, to your point, Doug, it's pretty hard. Hiring people's hard. You know, yeah, but, yeah, in this labor market, yeah. yeah. But what we focus on is we're winners. We want you if you're a winner, and we because we're winners, we can pay more than the industry average by a lot. And so my guys all make way more than the average because they're not average, and so they're mm -hmm. not going anywhere. You know, because I pay them a lot of money compared to the industry, and so trying to find that great attitude. It's hard. It's really hard. I wish mm. I had a magic uh, ball. We had one. We're like, yeah, last year, like, oh, yeah, she's going to be great. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Quit in two weeks. <laughs> you know, great attitude. Yeah. But we just can, you know, didn't keep her. Didn't keep her. Yeah. That's a good question. There's a, um, I have not read those books, but I do listen to Grant Cardone <laughs> on the radio. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's on, uh, yeah, he's on Saturdays on Sirius XM yeah, and, yeah. you know, when I'm, when, and it, if for no other reason, like I haven't read his books as I mentioned, but, uh, he is one of the most entertaining radio hosts he, he, ever. He's, he's good. really good, man. And I wouldn't read the books. I would listen to him on audible. He's funny. He's old, old, you know, boy from Louisiana, like his grammar's not that good. You know, uh, he, uh, he says crazy things, but man, the guy made me a ton of money, uh, mm. purely from being the message I needed when I was ready. Right. I mean, could have given me those books 20 years ago and I've been like, you don't understand. Let me explain it. But when I was there, you know, what's the old saying? Like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear or whatever, you know, that's kind of thing. So yeah, crazy redneck used car sales guy. Great. <laughs> really fun to listen to. Yeah. He's a good one. You talked a lot about the sales process in your business and turning it around. Were there, were there other key uh, functions, uh, you know, in the business that you had to ch change as well, or was it just, you know, that, that business is, you know, yeah. pretty solidly a sales business. Yeah, right? it, is, it really is. You know, sales cures all ills, you know, and people get all in my business, they get all hung up on, well, I gotta help Mrs. Schmatz. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. Plenty. You, you, you have half your team will do anything besides sell. They'll handle Mrs. Schmatz. So what I figured out was when I, when I personally focused on sales, 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 uh, it's all that mattered. We just killed it. And we never stopped killing it after that because most of my peers are like, well, I got to answer this email. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last time I went, I think I, the last time I was I, I was at your business was probably in oh. the 2016 time frame. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think you had maybe two salespeople and probably mm -hmm. like eight mm -hmm. eight people who are just kind of dealing with with customers. And now that's 50-50 or flipped. Yeah, it's basically it's basically 60-40 sales. So I still have some service people because we have a huge book of business. You still have to answer the phone. But, you know, the focus from my, when I took over, the focus was always on, oh, we got to help the customer. Okay. And I did that and I lost, you know. Right. Yeah. They, what they said and what they incented was two different things. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so when, uh, you know, what I finally, like I said, when I finally hit the, oh my God, God. I, I cannot do this anymore. Then it became, you know, oh, we got to help Mrs. Smosh. No, we don't. No, we don't. Like, oh, she's, she's really upset. Call her back. And we did that in training. That was a great, that's my first real sell or be sold success. When my team was like, oh, I got to call Mrs. Smosh. I'm like, no, you don't. Oh, but she's expecting my call. I don't care. We're doing training. Get over here. 
but but no, get over here. Mrs. Schmatz is fine. And I said, listen, unless she's <laughs> on fire in a car, in which case you should call 911. But you should not call Mrs. Schmatz. She should get out of the car. You see? So seller be sold. And that was really, oh, but Mike, no, 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 man. You're coming to, everybody's coming to training. And the funny thing was it took two weeks and then they just like sheep, they just showed up. They show up. And they've all, and ever since they, what do we do? Oh, we go to training every day. So when you join now, what do you do? What do we do at nine? We'll go to training. Yeah, we're going to train. So every, so still to this day, every, every day. day. And every are day. you still doing the training or? I do the training. Too? No, right. I do the training. Yeah. And I start every day with, Tell me something good. Something good. And how long, does, how long does your training session last each day? It's 15 to 20 minutes. So, um, but like I joke, you know, does LeBron shoot free throws? Does, I mean, yeah, still the greatest basketball player ever does what? The basics. The basics. And so I do this every day. We're like, hey, uh, you know, uh, Antonio, I got to think about it. Like, of course, my friend, I know you got to think about it. That's let me ask you this. Is seven days enough time to think about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Seven days time. Perfect. Here's what we're going to do. Right. Why whole, do you why? So, so you start every day, you start every day and your team comes in. And the first thing you do is you have a 15 minute, you know, team yep. uh, meeting slash, you know, training session. Why do you why do you think that is so successful? It's a great question, Doug. Every phone inbound phone call we get is a problem. Like when was the last time you called your insurance guy? Like, you know, I was thinking about you. Hoping you're good. <laughs> Just wishing you love. You know, that, that's not why you call. Ah, they're, they're upset. And what I figured out was all you, my great people, they're so nice. But if you get 50 calls or 100 calls or 1,000 calls, right? We get 200,000 calls a year. And they're all, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. What do you think? Man, we suck. I think you suck. <laughs> we don't suck. 99% of our people don't call. But what I, so what I do is I focus on, no, we're going to build you up, man. Because you know what you're going to get today? Punch in the face. Punch in the face from somebody who doesn't mm -hmm. even know you. They're not even know you. And they're not mad at you. And we focus on mm. let's get up, let's get the energy up, let's get you up. So when then they punch you in the face, you can be like, nah, it wasn't really for me, you know. And yeah. when you feel good, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I said that thing and it worked. Of course it worked. Of course it worked. But, you know, it's but all you practice doing that for yourself every morning before every you morning. enter your training. Yeah, so I hadn't like, thought about that, Joanna, but I, right. yeah, that does it's like work. The proverbial, put your air mask on yeah. first, please, before <laughs> wow. you take before your children, right? That um, is a great analogy. Yes, so yeah. you're right. I'm, I'm, I am I'm up. Like, yeah. It's like you, it's yeah. like I'm really amazed at how you, you practice what you preach. Yeah. Um, and but you take care of yourself first yeah. before That's so, you enter this training. And, and stuff. It's so interesting. Oh, that, Joanna. Was, that, that was not a planned thing, but when you say that, it's like that works. That's why that works. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So and interesting. Maybe, and what, what I'm curious about is have you talked to people like um, individually, like have they shared how they brought this into their personal lives or how it's impacted we know having yeah. more money in your pocket sure it, it sure helps right oh yeah, yeah. but we yeah. all know people who have a lot of money who are miserable we yeah. all three of us talked about that right yeah. Yeah. but like reframing your mindset at these junctures um yeah it's it a great change you. it's a really and great question family members and everything else yeah yeah you know i uh uh i've been very blessed in this journey and again it, you know part of it is that unwillingness right like i'm not gonna be the freaking idiot who drives this thing into the ground and that became the push-off but then after a couple successes successful years i actually wrote down i want to be uh invited to speak at this all-state conference I'm like i want to speak at it 
and it became a goal. And like, yeah, I got invited to speak. I got a standing ovation. It became a whole thing because everybody loves what? They love a story. They love the turnaround story, right? Why do you like, oh, the Bengals won. Oh, the Bengals. Yeah, they suck. That's awesome. I'm so glad they're, you know, uh, Burke. Oh, my God. That guy's an idiot. He, he won. That's amazing. And that... It's it becomes what like well if that guy can do it I can do it and that's always my pitch to people. I said I was terrible for ten years, terrible. I mean I paid my bills, my family didn't suffer, but I I wasn't good at my job. I didn't believe in myself. I fired perfectly wonderful people because I didn't know what I was doing. That's terrible. I did good people. I didn't know what I was doing. Now, it wasn't evil, but now that I do know what I'm doing, I've, a, I've been very fortunate. A lot of agents come up to me and, and really turn it around. Like, oh, my God, I, I had one gal in particular. She's been winning the last couple of years. And she's like, yeah, I remember when you spoke. It, it was the best. I felt like I could do anything. That's what we got to do. Believe. Believe. All things are possible. Yeah, that, like that, that, whole, that whole mindset thing, you know, we, uh, you know, that, that, you know, you kind of start your day getting your day grounded and getting, you know, your head screwed on. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost like the practice at nine o'clock is, is Joanna had pointed out is it's kind of essentially doing the same thing for your team. And um, you know, which gets back to whether you want to call it mindset or attitude, it really gets back to, you know, your original point. And, uh, and it reminds me of, I remember when we were, we were in our first year at Darden and occasionally, you know, we would have these alumni come in and speak to our classes sometimes on those lunch and learns and things like that. And I remember, um, you know, a number of them said, you know, I'm going to tell you the most important classes at Darden are not what you think the most important classes are. You know, you're going to think it's finance and accounting and strategy and ops. No, it's the OB class. The mm. OB class <laughs> is the one. That, and and at the time, <laughs> you're vindicated, <laughs> Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, true, though. It's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it it is it is true. Yeah, with with enough time and 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 experience, you come to realize they were right. Yeah. And you know, communications, yeah. right? right? Myers Briggs, right? And communications, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's nice to hear you've dug so deep. <laughs> it's great. It's well, great. you guys are. I, I love that you're doing this. Uh, as Jenny, my wife of uh, all these years, tell you. Yes, he will talk. You can, he will talk. He will fill up your podcast. So don't have no fear. But uh, listen, I just think if there's one thing we got, and it's kind of my thing going forward now, because I've been very lucky. And I always want, and this is, gets to a parenting thing, right? If I could do parenting over again, like, is there anything we would do different as parents? Anybody? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, hell hell less, yeah. Hell fear. yeah. Yeah. Less fear. Right. Less yeah. fear. Oh my God, Joanna, you're just killing. Yeah. What? I, what did I, I, I let my baby go to college? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we were, when we were, when we were, when we were sailing, we were, uh, Zoe was, uh, Zoe was uh, a toddler. She was like a, a year old. Oh my God. And, <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> oh, no, not that story. We'll tell that story the other time. Anyway, we'll tell that story. I don't know. We'll tell the other story. I, but um, but we met. Uh, and one of the things that's that is um, uh, cool about uh, that uh, cruising uh, lifestyle is that uh, you meet a lot of other folks that are doing it as well, mm -hmm. and most of which are retired. They're in their 50s or 60s or whatever, which one of the things that I learned there was that don't wait too long. Uh, um, a lot of yeah. people wait too long, and then they're not – they don't have the health to do it. But anyway, the other thing <clears> – you people who have families really glom onto each other because the kids yeah. really want to, you know, hang out and, and do that. Kind of thing. So we, we met this couple and she was Italian and German and he was Australian, whatever. And, um, you know, we would be there and the kids would be, their kids were older, five, eight, nine years old, something like that. And they're hanging off of the, uh, you know, they're climbing the mast and they're, you know, jumping off the side of the boat. And Naomi are like, huh, 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 you know, worried, you know, like, oh, oh. you know, and, 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 and Jerry said, you know, 
you have to trust you have to trust the animal in them you have to understand that we're all primates and one thing that primates are really good about is not falling and if they do fall they're really good at catching and so you have to really back off and and let your let your kids fall and um, Mm. you know to what extent you know what do you to what extent do you think that is true when you're managing your employees Mm. you know is that something that uh uh, That's a really good question. I would tell you that um, I love that question. I, I am all for letting them fail. And it, it all comes down to this action thing, right? And one of the 10X rule, one of the uh, things um, is take massive action. And you'll know you've taken massive action when you create new problems, and so we had uh, my best uh, sales guy, Antonio, he'd been a telemarketer and then he went away for a while and he came back and he became an agent and he was on the phone saying totally crazy ass wrong stuff, crazy, <laughs> dead wrong, for the love of God, don't sue me, just talking like, yeah, man, absolutely. $2,200. We got it. No problem. Yeah, no. Yeah. We're, yeah. We'll do it today. Yeah, Absolutely. Slam ass wrong. Absolutely couldn't write a six thousand dollars. Everything was wrong that he said. Doesn't matter. And so that became it. It was like, yeah, doesn't matter, man. I don't care about the mistake. I care about you taking action. Now I want you to learn from the mistake, but make them all day. We got insurance, man. Don't. The only mistake is inaction or fear, right? And that really became the thing. I don't care. I got all the insurance in the world. Go on. And I'd say, listen, we're not birthing babies. We're not landing airplanes. You screw it up, you know what we're going to do? Do it again. It's a great business, right? You land airplanes, we probably should have a fail-safe system. Yeah, we should worry about that, right? You're writing insurance? Meh. Meh. And so that is a really good point. And so, yeah, we're very lenient on making those kind of mistakes. The only one I don't let us make mistakes on is the money to all states. Like that's the two person check. Never, never fail. Cause that's the one that gets you fired. Uh, mm. Everything else, meh, whatever. Mm. But the banking, we're always serious about the bank. <laughs> Just in case all states listen. <laughs> you know, looking back, you know, looking back on the decisions, you know, in the 08 timeframe when you mm. bought the, the one mm. and then the, you know, then the, then the second um, agency, um, you know, with the hindsight, you know, the wisdom of hindsight, um, would you have done that any differently? It's a great question, Doug. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to, I'm going to give what I think is the best advice I ever got is from my older brother. And it's a personal story and I try not to get choked up when I tell it to you. So our son, Alex is 21. He was, you know, always had issues, done walk, talk, seizures, you know, 10,000 seizures, you know, Tough life. Guy's got a tough life. So in, when he was 12, he went to the, we went, he had a seizure, didn't stop, couldn't stop it. Took him to the hospital, in the hospital for six weeks. And we had been weaning him off this medicine, phenobarbital, to, but and he was doing great. I'm like, ah, this is awesome. And we'd taken like a year and a half to wean him off. Like we had really done a good job, we thought. And then this massive crash happens. Disaster. Trust me, worst thing ever happened to us. But, I talked to my brother, Chris, the Allstate guy, super great brother. And I'm telling him, like, oh, oh, we're so upset. We're so upset with ourselves. Why? Why did we do this? And he said the best thing ever. Every decision you make with your family, every single one is the right decision. Everyone, mm, mm, mm-hmm. because it comes from a place of 100% love. Mm, mm. That every decision, everything you did for your kids, every single thing you've done is right. And mm. you did it based on the information at hand. And then you know what you do? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. make another decision. And you know what mm-hmm. that decision is? 100% right. 100%. Absolutely mm. the best decision. 
The You're most freeing thing. Ugh. It was the most freeing thing in my life. That's great. That's it's great. great. What a, we got to be great... we got to be kinder to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. What do we got? We got mm-hmm. all this fear. We're not worthy. No, we are worthy. And mm. that that applies to business, it applies to and, and of course business doesn't matter compared to family, right? We do anything for your kid. You would do anything. Mm. Right? And that and I've told uh, you know dozens of special need parents this. Oh, but what about that? Everything you're saying is every single thing you do is right. Every Mm. single thing you do is right. Every day you are doing right. Every day. Mm. And when when we feel that, it is a freeing thing, my friends. Mm. It's very freeing. That's good. That's good. Thank you. That's beautiful. It's the best advice I ever got changed my life <laughs> really did really did you guys are awesome you're awesome we're Mike, all this awesome. was Big yes I wish this I could was <laughs> this was uh i gotta tell you this was this was the fastest you know uh 50 minutes i think if if all if all of our uh classes at darden had gone this fast no i'm just kidding <laughs> um no this was this was this was so this was this was wonderful and uh i'm i'm so grateful for your time and uh and the and the great ideas this was this was fun. Uh, you guys i love that you're doing this i'm honored to be beta i absolutely will not uh be offended if i end up on the scrap piece of history oh but i gosh. i no, hope no, 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 i no, hope no, no. You, you guys keep <laughs> no, doing no, it no 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 this <laughs> is not but but keep doing it because you're just gonna keep getting your vibe. Well, you know, each one of you has I'm, a different I'm, thing. It's I want to get Martha to do it next. So I want to work yeah. with you, class agents. That's what oh, I'm kind of proposing. We've got lots of other ideas. She's and so like good. That. Yeah, this is a great idea. Class agent idea too, Martha. I would. I I think it's great, and it's a good format, right? People ready, you know. And you can come yeah. at it from a different thing, you know, different space, and they can talk about whatever they want. Whatever yeah. you want, you know. Love it. Good. Love it. All right, people. Peace Thank you. Out. That was awesome. Have a good one. You guys too. Take Bye. care. Bye.